everyone. Welcome to the Epic Vision Zone. My name is Jane Applegath, a former award-winning stockbroker, television producer, script writer, yoga instructor, and serial entrepreneur, now founder of the Epic Vision Zone. Each show, we offer you an inspiring person or message to bring you closer to your big dream by showing you how you can enter the portal to your new epic reality. The, this is the place where possibilities, prosperity, and potential reign so that you can live your epic life now. A big thank you for everyone for being here. Robbie, Robert Louis Stevenson said, find out where joy resides and give it a voice far beyond singing. For to miss the joy is to miss it all. Known as America's joy magnet, Sherry Elise is a two-time TEDx speaker, an inspirational keynote individual, a TV host, and best-selling author of Love Yourself Happy, and a joy guide on a mission to spread joy around the world. At seven years old, Sherry found herself having to use her voice on a witness stand to testify against the man who had abused her. For years, she carried around shame and guilt, but now she powerfully owns her voice and uses it to help reconnect people back to their joy in what she refers to as a joy revolution. Sherry delivers keynotes on joy and connection and is currently in development for an unscripted television show that will bring joy and aliveness back into the homes and hearts of people everywhere. She is a regular featured guest expert on major media networks, ABC, Fox, CBS, NBC, and has been featured in many publications such as the Huffington Post, Thrive Global, and Medium, to name just a few. Her deep belief is in the goodness of people and their potential, makes her a highly sought after speaker and television personality. Welcome, Sherry. It's so exciting to have you here with us today, and I can't wait to unpack the joy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Jane, for having me here. I'm so grateful to have this conversation and time today. Well, I am as well, and Sherry and I have gone way back, and I am just so happy to have her here today, and I've seen her grow. So let's get started. Your journey has been one of trauma to triumph, and can you share with us some of your journey so that we can understand where you have come from. Absolutely. It's so interesting to talk about this now because we'll, we'll hopefully get into this a little bit later, but my current journey where I'm on right now is really, it's a new direction. And so holding on to my previous stories is something that I'm learning to release and let go of. However, it is a part of who we are. It is a part of who I am. And for me, it started, as you mentioned in the bio, when I was a young girl at seven years old and I had been um, sexually abused by a stranger. And that experience, along with a challenging divorce of my parents, just trauma in general, really set me, I, I refer to it now as really being a prisoner of my own mind. So I spent decades really trying to figure out this journey of what life looks like, who I am, and what I realized along the way from those experiences that I was expecting 
life to be challenging. I was expecting people to hurt me. I was expecting the world to be unsafe. And that is what I had trapped myself in uh, at that time. And since those experiences, I have set myself free. Hmm. So powerful. Yes, I can absolutely understand that you say you're you know, the story that you lived in or the reality that you lived in before is something you're moving on, uh, you're moving away from. And that's, I, I, that's, that's what life is all about. We grow, we learn, we gain knowledge, and we understand that we, we can't change the past, but we can create our future. And that's what I see here. And I'm just so excited because for you because i i've seen you blossom through uh your growth just in 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 your joy message so tell us about your aha moment when you realized that one person who could save you was you hmm. you know as you ask that i think about that it was a it's definitely a culmination of moments uh always looking towards other people or things to make me feel better. And I think, not I think, I know I had just gotten to the point where I was really just exhausted. I was tired of kind of running this hamster wheel, always looking for someone to make me happy, always looking for fulfillment from everywhere else. And there is this particular moment that stands out for me. And I was in a really, uh, in this vicious cycle in my life of, of partying with my friends, you know, dating lots of guys, really, like I said, just seeking this fulfillment. And it was one night with one of my best friends and I was spending another evening like complaining about all the woe is me and the men who are mistreating me and all of this. And I remember he looked at me and he said, Sherry, what kind of woman do you see yourself as? And now if he had asked me that a week before, I don't think it would have had the impact that that moment did. But I started rattling off all of these ways that I saw myself. She's confident. She's self-respectful. She knows who she is on and on. And he just looked at me straight in the eyes and he said, so be her. And in that moment, I realized that that was all that I had to do. And that it wasn't my happiness or any of that wasn't reliant on everybody else. And the only person that could continually show up for me and change my life was me. And so I remember specifically, I was in an unhealthy relationship at that time. And when the text message came in or the phone call or any of those things, I would ask myself, Sherry, what would that confident, self-respecting woman do right now? And the answer was, well, I wouldn't return that text or I wouldn't return that call. And so I started with those small micro moments of making those choices. And little by little, those choices started to feel really good. And there was so much positivity flowing through me that when something else came into my life that didn't feel good, it was like almost like poison in your body. And I was like, oh, I don't want any of that. Long way of saying that that moment with my friend and with myself made me realize that it was going to be me that had to show up for me every single time. What a messenger. I mean, it's almost hmm. like that person was meant to be there at that time because you said if it had been a week earlier, that was like the universe. And, and that would be so powerful for someone to say that. So be her. And it was just like, whoa, 
you know, that, that would, it would stop me in my tracks, but I, I can imagine. And what a great way to, to sort of morph into what you are today. When you said you took those micro steps, what you did mm -hmm. is you embodied your future in the future individual by saying, what would that person do? I love that. That is that that's something that we can all imagine and we can all do ourselves when we're in those moments of whether it's fear or whether it's anxiety or whether it's, uh, you know, we, we become the, that syndrome, you know, where we we're uncon we're not confident. Uh, we can say, well, what would my alter ego? Well, I'm not even sure that my avatar, what would they, she yes. do? I love that. That is so powerful. So the healing process, you say that the only way out is through, and I've heard this many times, but what does that actually mean for you? For me personally, it meant to stop running, to stop running from my feelings, to stop running from my fear. For me, the only way out is through was literally about stopping and facing what it was that was hurting me, what was chasing me, what I kept trying to outrun every single day by those choices that I was making, by the unhealthy, I mean, I wasn't consciously choosing unhealthy relationships, right? But all of those things that I was running, that I thought I was going towards, but I was really running from. So for me, it was about stopping it, facing it and feeling it. And we hear that all the time, you need to feel to heal. And sometimes it, it could just feel like, could just feel like words, but, that's what literally changed my life was the stopping and the slowing down and the sitting with and the asking of the questions and the courage that it that it really took me and that it'll take all of us to trust that whatever comes up, that will be all right. Mm. That we will be all right. Yeah. 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 Because we are we are survivors. And it's like, like they said, if there's is if there's no um, pain, there's no gain. But in a sense, going through it, it becomes a challenge. But that's where we see us coming out of that comfort zone and creating who we want to be. That's why I say you can you create your reality, because it really does. It, it is up to us and each individual. And you're right to you have to go through it in order to come out the other end. So you also talk about the outer and inner worlds. You've touched a little bit on it, but what does it mean to be living in your inner versus your outer world? And how does it make a difference in our life? So yes, absolutely. So I touched on it. Really, I was living the outer world, meaning that I was seeking connection. I was seeking approval. I was seeking validation. I was seeking this feeling that I wasn't feeling, that I knew that I wanted, but I was doing that all outside of me. I was doing that through, through again, men and, and, and their feelings towards me. I was trying through, through achievement, through even my body, thinking that, you know, because I, I used to use food as a coping mechanism uh, for my feelings to numb them. And I thought by losing all of this weight that I would suddenly everything would be better. I'm going to be happy now because I'm skinny and I could fit into all these clothes and men are going to find me attractive. And then I lost all this weight. And guess what? That same stuff traveled with me. I still had the hurt. I still had the pain. I just wore better clothes like for me, you know, the clothes that I'd always wanted. But so I was seeking all that outside of me and re not realizing that 
my inner world, my inside world was always calling me. It was, that was the disconnection that I was feeling. That's the disconnection that I feel so many of us are feeling is looking for everything on the outside of us to ultimately come back and realize that it's always been right here. Mm. Yes, especially in our society, it tends to be the culture is that looking for things outside of us to make us happy. Um, and, and of course, we're, I'm, we're going to get into that, the difference between happiness and joy, but those are just instantaneous. They don't last, they don't stay with us. Mm. But, and, and it tends to be a, a cultural um, thing as well, I find uh, more so in North America because I'm originally from Canada. Uh, so it's the same there. Um, but yeah, I can absolutely see that, that, it, that, that the inner and the outer to go um, is completely something that we'll delve into a little bit further. You also, when you say to go within, why are we so afraid, do you think, to go within? <laughs> I, because it hurts, because we have pain there. Uh, and, you know, I think the majority of us have been taught, now it's, I feel, I feel things are changing because, you know, so much access to social media, to people, to thought leaders. Uh, so there, there's more of an openness now to uncomfortable feelings. But growing up, I know for myself, you know, the messaging was always, which is interesting coming from America's Joy Magnet, which we'll talk about, but like, you know, be happy. And anything that was outside of that happiness was like bad and uncomfortable. And so when we've all been hurt at some point in our lives we've been open we've been vulnerable and somebody hurts us and so we shut down and so who wants to sit in pain right who wants to go to those places where it hurts and so we do everything to avoid those places so that's why we keep busy that's why you know i said it in my tedx talk like we binge watch series we just do everything to have to stop the stillness and the quiet because it's painful that's so interesting because I've read that uh, one of the, because I'm also a yoga instructor, but there was a, a, a military individual who was taking yoga and Shavasana, which we do at the end where you just lie on your mat and sort of a meditative state. He said that that was the most difficult time for him because he couldn't be with himself. So it's yeah. true. We, we don't. I used to have problems with meditation too for that. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's interesting because the stillness to that, to those individuals produces fear, produces anxiety because we, we don't want to be with ourselves. Whereas some people, you know, well, I know some people actually fell asleep on their mat, but I mean, they, you know, that happens too. They went the other way. Uh, but, but yes, I, and that to me was so telling. It's like, wow, that, that would be for me. I would, I, I felt, I felt bad for those individuals, but like you said, you felt it as well, but being with that and being, and then coming through it and you're okay. You're like, wow, I'm still here. I went through that and you know what? I, I survived, you know? Um, yeah, I could certainly understand that that's why it's so difficult to go within. And like you said, micro steps, right? You don't have to do it all at once. Maybe you take 30 seconds and then you increase it because that's what we, you know, a lot of us try to delve in and do it all at once, all at once. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And, and so the micro steps are great. What 
if life's tough stuff keeps popping up, what is it trying to tell us? To me, honestly, and people that I've worked with, it's just our unhealed stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think it's the stuff that shows up that says, and, and it's not there to punish or anything, but I always feel that it's like, hey, just, just want to say, you know, I need a little attention. I need a little love. Uh, these are areas of your life that, you know, still need that healing. Um, also, I believe that, you know, we, we talked a little bit about this before we went live, but that, you know, our, our attention goes our, our, where our focus is. And so if we are expecting to have challenges. Like I, like I said, I was trapped in my mind where everything was difficult, where people were untrustworthy, where things were hard. That's what I kept finding. And so when those challenging moments do show up, that's a perfect time for us to say, Hey, is there an area of my life that I still need a little bit of healing around? Is this showing up because this is the, what I'm expecting. So there, there's different ways to look at it, but that's, that, that's how, what I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I could I could see that. So let's get to the good stuff now. Uh, how does self connection lead to joy? Because I believe that we are joy. I believe that we were born as joy. And along the way, like I said, we, we begin to disconnect when we've had those moments, those vulnerable moments where we've been hurt, where someone has wronged us and we shut down from ourselves and we separate from ourselves. That means we separate from our joy and we go seeking everything else to find that joy again not realizing that it's always been us. And so this process of connecting with yourself, of remembering who you are, of uncovering who you are, what you love, what makes you tick, of becoming, of coming back to yourself, becoming more of yourself. There is nothing more joyful than living in the truth of who you are. And for me, that happened when I went on a solo journey uh, back in 2013 to Italy after this big heartbreak. And yeah, I was like, I'm going to go find myself only to come to discover that. Actually, I thought I'm going to go love myself, learn to love myself only to discover that I didn't even know myself and we can't love someone that we don't know. And I'll tell the shortened version of this, but I spent about three months in Italy really learning who I was without all of the the outside world telling me who I was. And on one of my last days there, I found myself in my favorite church in Florence. And um, I was just standing there with my eyes closed, feeling just the beauty and the love and the, and, and the warmth of the church. And then I heard very clearly, you weren't supposed to leave her. You were supposed to love her. And, and for me in that moment, I was like almost like a movie, you know, like I had a flash of my entire life and I saw myself turning away from the young girl on the witness stand to separate from her, to find life outside of her, to then fast forward decades later to be told that I was supposed to be with her. And that, that connection, that learning again about who I am and, 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 and merging with her again is where I found my joy. Mm. 
Oh my goodness. That statement, you weren't supposed to leave her. <clears throat> you were supposed to love her. It just gives me chills. When you heard that and experienced it, what did you feel in that moment? Relief. Um, I cried. I get emotional. It's been nine years since that happened, and I still get emotional because it was as if it was goosebumps, but it was as, of course. Mm -hmm. It was a, a deep knowing. It was a return home. It was like that long lost, like that person that you've been away from for so long. And it's, there's nothing new about it. Like it feels like you've always been there, but you were just maybe lost for a while. You know, it was like coming home in that moment. It was a rush. I don't know another way to say that, except it was coming home. Yeah. Yeah. Just, um, wow. That I'm speechless. That's that's a wow. <laughs> really? What an incredible story. Thank you for sharing that. Well, wow. once we've connected, because I that's what it feels like happened there in that church in that moment, you made that connection between the little girl and the woman that you are today, and who you become. How do we give ourselves permission to remove what doesn't feel good? It seems like such an obvious thing, right? Like why partake in anything that doesn't feel good? Like it just seems obvious. However, when something has become your comfort zone, when you are used to living in a space where you expect the negative or you you know you you expect people to let you down or you expect life to always be a struggle it's scary to not have what you expect anymore and so i i often think about how it's more challenging to just stop something so just you know remove those thoughts and we always say just like let go that that's more challenging than it is to make those small micro steps so for me, when I think about removing the stuff that doesn't feel good, for me, what that really is, is adding the stuff that does. And mm -hmm. so those same, the same ways that I said, how would this woman show up in this moment? And things started to feel good inside that when those bad things, those bad negative things came along, like I didn't want any part of that. That's really what giving yourself permission is, is I'm going to start doing the smaller things that feel good. I'm going to allow myself to have this simple joy today and the more and more that we add those small things the more and more we give ourselves permission to remove the things that don't feel good yes absolutely because i i follow sherry on instagram and she has some incredible posts so everybody go and join her on instagram because you come up every morning you, you you're just on a walk and you're mm -hmm. giving yourself permission to experience the present, to experience the birds, to look at the sunrise, to hear the leaves rustling in the wind. I mean, we could, and, and we do often, we walk through life, we go through life and, and we don't even notice that the, there's a beautiful sky. We don't even notice the birds singing and because we're, we're not present, but giving yourself permission to just pause and be with that moment is so incredible and and it really is because like you say joy is all around us 
you know, we don't, we don't have to necessarily, and within us, right. It's all Mm -hmm. around us and within us. And it's not something that we need to work at so much, but this is beautiful. Um, And it's perfect for the next question, because I want to ask you then, what is the difference between happiness and joy? Well, it's funny, Jane, because I've gotten a little bit of flack for this from people who are, you know, happiness experts and, you know, because they, uh, people think that I'm throwing shade on happiness and I'm like, it's, I'm not, they're just, they both serve their own purpose. So I always say, because it's the best way to wrap it up is this, um, imagine that life is a dinner table and happiness is what's being served to you on the table and joy is what you bring to the table. Mm. And so they're both beautiful and they're both great, but joy is something that I could bring to every moment. And the happiness, it's like you mentioned before, you know, it's that fleeting moment. You know, I, I'm going to, you know, you get something and you're happy for that time and then it goes away. Uh, joy, I always feel we could just lean inward towards it. Yes, yes, yes. The joy is within us. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it, it and it's an energy. It's 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 a, a vibration, you know, that that when you meet someone, they don't necessarily have to make you happy, but you can feel their joy. Like I do when I see your posts. I just feel your joy. I see your face and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, she, she's so joyful. I'm going to I'm going to plug into Sherry to get a, a smile on my face because <laughs> it really does come right through." So yes, exactly. Uh, so Joyous love- connection. Sorry, yes. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, that's perfect. Joy is connection. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Because it is, and it's a powerful connection. Uh, uh, that's why you say it comes within you. And then it it's when you share it, it's something that other people can feel. Uh, I love that. that yes, absolutely. Yeah. So tell us about the power of joy. So when we're when you're joyful what does that bring to your life and how does that change your perspective i just giggled because the power of joy is that is is being able to see the good even in the challenges the power of joy for me is about being able to show up in my fullness in in my in my truth and being connected to all of my feelings and Joy allows me, I don't know, joy just allows me to, to, to see you, to see the beauty in life, to see the beauty in myself. And the, and the reason is, is, as I just tapped into, is about connection because it's connection to self, it's connection with one another, it's connection to our planet, it's connection to meaning and purpose and to our creativity. So basically the power of joy is being able to be fully expressed and i believe that that's why we came into physical form is to be fully expressed so why wouldn't we wow you just hit on something really interesting there that that's why we came into physical form that's interesting that gets into a whole nother realm but i love it um Yeah. yeah absolutely but so i see that too as as because joy is a feeling which is an energetic when you want to come into say your purpose or understand what your meaning is in life or your calling as some people would say put yourself in a state of joy 
before you go there and feel into it because that's probably going to draw your purpose or your calling to you that's the yes, how well, that's just something i felt when you said that yes because when we are in the state of joy which i didn't mention but it's always in the presence of now right it's always in the moment the now moment that's where joy lives joy we're only separate from joy when we're busy thinking about tomorrow and last week and and years ago uh, so when you are in the present moment you actually open up space for all the possibilities and when you open up space for all the possibilities your purpose shows up you're calling you know it your 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 relationships are better everything is better that's again the power of joy it's the power of all of this yeah joy I mean, opens up space yeah i love it so you've been given the fabulous title of america's joy magnet i love it tell us what <laughs> that looks like and what misconceptions people have about such a grandiose title well the obvious is i would say that when you are labeled as america's joy magnet people expect you to never be upset to never feel sad while well, she's joy and i'm a human being so i would say the biggest misconception is that i have that i don't have any other emotions besides joy that I live in, you know, a land of rose-colored glasses and I'm in denial about a lot of things. And for me, as I mentioned, joy is about being fully connected to myself and and I'm a I've been given this beautiful gift of being a human which allows me to feel all emotions. And so it's a beautiful thing to be called America's joy magnet because it's also the reminder that I do get to show up in my joy every single day. And on those days that are more challenging and those days that I show up and have to have an interview, have to, um, <laughs> those are the days that I, that I, that, that the universe, whomever reminds me of who I am. So it is a beautiful, a beautiful blessing. Yes. I, I could see that because if you're not in that state of joy or you're just haven't gotten there yet, when you walk into those shoes because you've got an interview mm -hmm. or whatever the case might be, yeah. it puts you in the state of joy. And so there you are. And, and it's, it's not like a switch where you've put it on and then when you get mm -hmm. off, you're okay, now I'm not, now I'm miserable. No, it stays with you. <laughs> you know, it's something that stays with you. It, it's, it's, it, you know, you can be in a bad mood for a long time, but joy, when you're in that state, I find that it, it, it care is stays with me when joy does. It does. Um, and the only time Jane, sorry, the only time we're not aligned, the times that I am, that we're not aligned with joy is when we're not aligned with the present moment. So mm -hmm. it's not an on and off switch. We're always in our joy. The only time that we're not is when I'm busy future tripping or thinking about the past, worry, any of that. So it's kind of like that kick in the butt that says, hey, remember who you are. And that's like, Pfft. yeah, wow. That's, I love that. Remember who you are. So when you're in the state of joy, you're being present because that's exactly yeah. who you are and you're here now. Yes, absolutely. Whoa, we've uncovered a lot of great stuff. I love it. So 
Tell us about your book, um, Love Yourself Happy. I love that title. So uh, give us an idea of what we can expect and, and what, uh, what, it, what possessed you to write the book. Not that it possessed you, but I mean, I could see why well, you would write a book. Yeah. Well, it, it's exactly what we touched on. That moment in that church in Italy, uh, realizing right then and there that that, because I had been wanting to write a book six years before that, but that moment of reconnection of coming home to myself because that's what I realized I had separated from my seven-year-old self and spent years chasing everything else. And so it was the journey back to myself and love yourself happy is about that. It takes you on a road trip and there's universal lessons in there. There's It's written really short chapters, so they're easy to digest, uh, but it really is the journey of myself and all of us to come back to ourselves and our joy. Mm, and I love that title. Love yourself happy. It's just, I just want to pick it up and read it because it's like, yeah, that sounds great. I'm going to love myself happy. <laughs> That's wonderful. And there's a twist at the end, of course. There's a twist at the end, of course, about oh. happiness and all that that we touched on. So, right. It, yeah, I'll, I'll let that go. <laughs> okay, that's all right. But thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I can't wait to get, get my copy and, and read it because I, like I said, and I love the fact that you said that it's an easy read, that I love yes. books that you can flip open and, and get inspiration. You know, you don't necessarily have to read through the whole chapter, but you know, you can just look at it and say, oh, that's exactly mm -hmm. what I needed today. And that's how I feel this book is. So that's a fabulous book to keep even in your bag. Just take it wherever you go and if you're in a meeting, put it down, face up and say, okay, love yourself happy. It's just a great reminder, right? <laughs> and someone in the meeting might see it and go, oh, that's a great book. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> what excites you, Sherry, about the future? Hmm. This moment. Hmm. Learning to love this moment. Learning to fully be in it. Uh, no matter how far along we get in our journey. I know that I'm still learning and I love that. And so what excites me about the future is each now moment because each now moment just, it feels like it's peeling off another layer and another truth. And it's nothing to do with career or anything like that right now. It's the personal, I wanna say unfoldment of my soul and, and remembering who I am moment to moment. That is so exciting to me, I get emotional. Because there's just been like one, just one clobber over the head of, of awakening after one, one after another. I don't know. Yeah, it's the journey, right? We're yeah. always growing and learning. I mean, if we're not, then unfortunately we are living in the past or, you know, we're just, we're yeah. hiding. And I've learned to trust myself so much like to rely on myself, to know that I am that soft landing pad at the end of the day, that even when those challenges, if they do, when they do, that I'm going to learn more about myself, that I'm going to become braver and bolder and, and just, just better. Yeah. A thought came into my mind. She's got you. <laughs> you know, it's like, I've got you. Don't worry. Like you said, trust yourself. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, yeah. she's, she's yeah. got me. Just like when you said in the church, you know, you weren't supposed to leave her. You were supposed to love her. Well, she's always got you. Yeah. That's 
that was that's that's how I felt that when you just Basement. explained that. <laughs> yeah, 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 really. That's a great thing to say to yourself if you're feeling, um, you know, uncomfortable or maybe depressed or anxious to say, she's got you. Yeah, she's holding you. So any last words that you would like to share with our audience? Do you have some exciting news that you're working on? Yes, I am. So we've been through some challenging times, as we all know, not just the last couple of years, but I'd say for a really long time, there's, there's, there's struggles in the world. We're all just trying to find ourselves and our joy again. And uh, I have this huge desire to bring it, to remind people to reconnect everyone back with their joy. So I'm just working on developing a show that will, a TV show that will connect people back to their joy, the magic of joy through the simple connections. As I mentioned, the connection to self, to each other, to our planet. And uh, it's just really exciting. It's in development right now. And um, everyone's going to have an opportunity to remember who they are. Mm. I love it. I can't wait for it to happen. <laughs> and I was speaking earlier with Sherry and I said, it's going to happen. It's going to happen because I can yeah. just feel it. So exciting. And we need it. It's something that we absolutely need. And and I, I can't yeah. wait to hear more about it and see the development because it's so exciting. So I have one last question for you since we're here on the Epic Vision Zone. If your life were an epic story, and actually it probably is an epic story, what would the title be? Interesting, it's uh, most likely gonna be the title of my next book, which is A Return to Joy. Mm. Okay, that's perfect. <laughs> Absolutely perfect, A Return to Joy. Yeah. A return back that, to ourselves, to who we've always been. Yes, absolutely. Because we are born in joy. Really. I mean, I've I've babies are, are joyful. Children, little ones are joyful. They we culture, society, you know, everything is conformity. You know, you have to conform to this, you have to conform to that. Then we go into a school where we're conformed to our desk and drawing, or, you know, drawing within the lines. And then we go to our cubicles and our offices and it's like, wow, yes, but absolutely. We are born in a state of joy. So this is, I can't wait, that sounds fabulous. So Sherry, I wanna thank you again for joining us here today. It's been a great conversation. I, I'm, I feel joyful. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> and please be sure to check out Sherry's website at sherryelise.com and her TED Talks, which are fantastic. I've listened to them both. And you will also find her contact information on the Epic Vision Zone bio pages and check out her book on Amazon as well. Love Yourself Happy, because let's face it, all of us can use that book today. And be sure to check with me on Instagram at Jane Applegath, where you can access me through a DM. And you can also get a free download on my website at janeapplegath.com. This is the Epic Vision Zone, transforming your dreams into epic success. <laughs>